Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Welcome back to another Conversations About Light episode. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined here with Josh and Jib again. How are we going today? Doing well. Good to see you. Very well. Good to see you guys as well. It is our final week in this series that we've been going through, Empowered. How have you found it? What's been happening inside your hearts, inside your heads? Mm, I've been loving it. It's been, oh, I love it. Actually, we said at the beginning, Acts is so good. Um, It's just wonderful to see how much God loves his church um, and and is at work in his church. And we see that today as well. And so it's really encouraging to see that back then and go, what's God doing today? What's God doing in our lives? How can we follow the examples of people who are so, like yesterday they didn't know Jesus and today they do. What what a difference that makes. So yeah. it's just been, I've really enjoyed this series. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I think for me, um, I've been so refreshed by considering the Holy Spirit's nearness and presence and work in my life. So you kind of get to engage with that and go, Holy Spirit, what are you doing in my own heart? And please help me. So I've really enjoyed that as we've gone through this study, I'm rediscovering or re-engaging with that presence and nearness of God, which which you promised to lead and help us with. Been super encouraging. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, beautiful. Do you have any highlights, Caleb? <laughs> Jib, just <laughs> put the pressure on. Putting, putting on the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, I I think just being reminded that the Holy Spirit is living and active mm. uh, has been a highlight for me to be able to relate to Him as a person Great. more, Great. Um, and not so much as this thing that's afar or or for like this um power but he's more personal than that so i think in a couple of episodes back um it was this he was referred to as the spirit of jesus josh josh brought that up um and i think that's a beautiful thing is like the spirit of our savior yeah is presenced with us so yeah yeah, i've just been loving him love that yeah so we're still, this is our final episode for this series. We're going to be wrapping it up and really looking forward to the conversation uh, that we're going to have today. Uh, but before we jump into it, the question I have for you guys, it wasn't what your thoughts were on Acts. Yeah, you, you, you didn't go get out scotch-free, Jib. Um, if you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Level design. <laughs> level design I've, I've been asked this question before and just in the game development space it's something that I think complements my current skills in a way that I, I could just be more creative with making games level design wow well, those who don't know what it is you can google it uh, I was going to say ask, ask Jib on Sunday yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Josh oh, oh, is it no. level design <laughs> as well? well the one thing I do know is it's not level design <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know. I'm being distracted because you said to Jim, uh, you, you didn't get off scotch free. Uh. And then I was like, is it scotch or scot free? And then I was like, should I become an expert in scotch? Which is a form of <laughs> <laughs> So that's where my brain went. So I'm terribly sorry. That's all I have. I don't know what I'd love to be an expert in. You, you'd like to be an expert uh, in perfecting uh, sayings? <laughs> yes, yeah. perfecting sayings. Yeah. Perfecting sayings. Actually, that would be brilliant to be a master of language. Uh, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Which I, clearly we're not, if you've listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very far from it. So, yeah. uh, it, it is scot-free. It so is scot-free. Oh, okay. Yeah, did I? Oh. I did say scotch, but <laughs> okay. It's deep desire. Yeah, You're deep so. in the desires of being coming being out. Exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Well, I, I'd probably become an expert in <laughs> scotch <laughs> then. <laughs> very good. Cool. Let's jump into today's reading. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 15 verses 22 to 35 from the English Standard Version. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, Greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and for us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. What do you guys notice within the scripture? Look, the first thing I'm thinking of is... um what a relief it would be. Say you're like a, a brand new believer, Gentile, and someone brings into question, do, do you need to get circumcised? <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, um, uh, and some people are saying you do need to and some don't, and so what a relief to get this letter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and if they had like an appointment to. lined up yeah. or something like that, and then the letter comes just in time. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, that's the, what stands out. That's yeah, the first yeah, thing that is. Yeah. That's a great pickup. That is great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, Josh? I think this is a. I mean, it's a big moment in the story of the church. Huge, there's um, yeah. and there's some confusion, right? So they need a wisdom. They need an answer. Um, people have previously in the previous chapter. People have come and are preaching that you do need to be circumcised, and Paul obviously disagrees with them. So, in the pursuit of of knowing what to do, in the pursuit of an answer, in, in the pursuit of clarification, Paul goes up and they write this letter and and yeah. and. Um, I love the. I'm noticing particularly the phrase. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. So yeah. this Holy Spirit's helping them with this wisdom, what to say in this this message. Uh, the other thing I, I really always think about when I read this text is Paul, 
who later on says, I re- didn't receive my gospel from any man, but I, I received it f- from Jesus face to face. And here's Paul, a man who received the gospel face to face from Jesus, traveling up to Jerusalem to submit and ask these other people yeah. what to do. I mean, that's such humility, such wisdom that Paul has. Um, you know, I think if I met Jesus face to face and he told me something, I wouldn't be like, hey, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, man, Jesus told me I met him face to face. Like, get on the program, people. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I just love the the wisdom of Paul's interaction with the with the apostles and the elders and even you know, the, doing this whole process where he's uh, – but also the Holy Spirit's help in this in this moment of, of kind of confusion in the church. Um and uh, the Holy Spirit's nearness and available or w- willingness to to work things out um, and give wisdom where it's needed, you know, and, and that's what I think we see in this letter. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's worth going back and reading from the beginning of this chapter. Mm. Um, the the passage that we picked encapsulates the decision they made, and that it was made uh, with the Holy Spirit and the delivering of that decision. Yeah, but it's also great that we get to see. The, how the decision is arrived at. How, yeah. how does it seem good to the Holy Spirit? And yeah. the way we see that is uh, wise people standing up and de- debating with each other. They're not necessarily in agreement from the get-go. In fact, some of them are disagreeing from the get-go. Bringing up scripture. And um, while it's not spelled out here, we see it so much in Acts, presumably prayer and maybe even fasting here. And so we see this real thoughtfulness and care around this very important decision about yeah. Really, we need to know God's will for us in this. Yeah. Um, what do we do with that? And it, yeah. it is given its appropriate weight. And the the outcome of that is it seems good to us and it seems good to the Holy yeah. Spirit. We have uh, his help in that. Yeah. The other thing I'll be noticing is the, the outcome of the letter when it goes out. You know, they, yeah. they, it says they were received it with much rejoicing and maybe yeah. because of what you were <laughs> referring to earlier. <laughs> But there's such joy, and it says encouragement, and they're yeah. so encouraging. And then it says, and they were sent off with in peace. Yeah. So the kind of the result of God's wisdom. Uh, sometimes we think we're very wise, but I think the fruit of God's wisdom, when when, when uh, we're working in partnership with Him, tends to be this rejoicing, encouragement, peace. Um, what a beautiful, what a desirous um, outcome, isn't it? Yeah, and we see we see that they delivered more than just that letter. That they had uh, prophets with them who had yes. additional encouragement as well, which yeah. is probably not just hype around the contents of this letter, yeah. but actually, you know, uh, prophetic encouragement from yeah. the Holy Spirit. What a great thing to receive that from, from yeah. our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and that's part of the wisdom they employ as well, because they send right. Paul yeah. and Barnabas back, but they also send Silas and I think it's Judas and some other guy. Yeah. And. So it's not like Paul and Barnabas obviously had a theology. Paul had received it from Jesus. But they send others who are from the Jerusalem church to say, no, these guys aren't just punting their idea. Yeah, This is all of us. You know, They're kind of um, working all together. So there's an, a beautiful unity um, and, and a wisdom in that unity that, that, that we see here. Yeah, absolutely. And we see um, just touching on how, how the Spirit gives different roles to different people and different gifts to different people. We kind of look at Paul and go, um, if only I had all the wisdom that he had and all the gifts that he apparently has. And he can, uh, the Spirit speaks to him and, and uses him in all sorts of wonderful ways. But also, um, we kind of have the separate role of prophet here who brings something else to the table, yeah, um, which is wonderful. And Barnabas there as well, who's neither a prophet nor Paul, but also brings something else to the table and is also be able, able to um, bless and encourage. So it's wonderful. 
Yeah, those are some really awesome, um, awesome thoughts. It's been mentioned a few times the the idea, not the idea, the the words that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. So just highlighting in verse twenty eight yeah. where he says, "For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements." And he goes on to hmm. list those requirements. Um, what do you notice? Yeah, firstly about that, maybe you guys could unpack um, what that seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us um, is about, and then also about the kindness or the love of the Holy Spirit in that. It seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. There's obviously two parties there, <laughs> us and the Holy Spirit. And of course, the implication is that there can be a difference there. Oh, what seems good to me may not be what the Holy Spirit has in mind. And so I love there's a uh, unity there and, and of course going back to verse 22 it seemed good to the apostles the elders and the whole church so there's this collaboration in a sense there's a unity which the spirit brings when he's when he's doing something like that so i think it seems good what seems good to the holy spirit i think we can pray and ask god for wisdom because this is a situation that needs a lot of wisdom you know there's a, a lot of it needs doctrine like i think um jib mentioned but it also needs wisdom so there's a doctrinal portion which they they nut out together, and then the wisdom of this letter. And we might get into the weeds of the wisdom of, of the of the requirements. But um, I think there's that kind of process: doctrine, uh, wisdom, community working together. So all those things I think play into um, finding the will of God and, and walking out the wisdom of God. And we, in one sense, we know. I think I was, said something like this earlier that we know what seems good to the Holy Spirit from, again, the Galatians text of all the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. If in doubt, I don't know what seems good to the, I know it seems good to me, what seems good, well, you have a list, love will always, but I do believe we should ask the Holy Spirit for, I mean, we have that list in a sense where we know, okay, we can sit within these boundaries and that will be as the Holy Spirit wills. Mm -hmm. And then we can also um, work out for specific and this is what we're getting here is a very specific context and we see the outworking is love because they say we don't want to put the the detail of the of the letter is we don't want to put any burden on you i.e there's no law you have to follow you don't have to be circumcised there's no law like that but we want you to uphold these things and the reason of those is do not eat food sacrificed to idols or drink anything you know has the blood and eat something with the blood in it and and refrain from sexual immorality the first two of those are to love the Jewish brothers who are struggling with these things. And, and Paul unpacks that doctrine in 1 Corinthians 8. So if you want to understand those two, you can go read the whole chapter 8. But the point is, we're seeing here the wisdom is being outworked by love. It's like you need to honor these guys. We're not asking you to be circumcised. That's a doctrinal issue. You don't have to do that. But love these people. Yeah. Um, I think the sexual matter one is probably not in that category. It's more like a clear, you know, if you, you know, just obey this as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's probably more like um, this is where something that's that seems good to the culture around you is no, no. Let, let's be clear, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we need to draw a distinction there, especially for people moving from um, yeah not knowing Jesus to knowing Jesus, yeah. and so that does seem separate there. But it's so helpful to have that context as well. That, that this is about loving um, your Jewish brothers and sisters um, who they're saved too. They have. Different requirements, even so, so. If we 
in continuing to be Jews, they, they continue to be obedient to the law that was given to them and still living under grace. But in, in that obedience, we actually see that worked out very soon after this passage in the beginning of 16, where Paul takes Timothy, who's mixed heritage, um, Jewish mother, a Greek father, um, but that means he's a Jew, but because of that mixed heritage, he hadn't been circumcised. And Paul's like, we're going to continue on together. We're going to serve together. We're going to reach Jews together. You need to be circumcised. <laughs> it's like the, oppo- it's the opposite almost. It's, right. But it's wisdom, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, no, no, we, we, you, you are still living, um, honouring this law that's been given to you that's good. Let's honour it as we can um, as we carry on with the, with the, uh, with the grace that uh, Jesus has given us and deliver that grace and still live under that grace. It's a fascinating thing, but it, it highlights to me that the, the law that God gave his people, the Jews, uh, is not being thrown out, it's not being dishonoured, um, but this is love for the Jews. Mm, I love that. And so what I'm hearing you guys say or, or talk about, and you can correct me if I'm mishearing, but that wisdom isn't about doing what is right or what is not wrong it's more about what love looks like in that situation so it's not about um following the there's a law that you have to follow just taking the law as it is and following it that's not wisdom is that is that partly i mean i think wisdom in the scriptures is a huge topic so if you go back to the garden where adam and eve wanted their own wisdom that's why they reached for the fruit because they wanted to know that between good and evil they assumed that within themselves they could be wise and decide what was good and wrong. That's why they reached out. So I think the whole theme of wisdom starts on the basis that we are not wise, biblical thing, and God is wise. <laughs> so I think that's a when you're thinking about wisdom in a, in a big sort of scriptural context, that is the sort of bedrock of it, that God is full of wisdom. He knows what is right and wrong, not us. So when we, when we take on that responsibility, I think that's when we end up in trouble when we, we, we assume wisdom <laughs> and yeah. assume that we are the fount of wisdom. And so that's, that's the problem. So I think, yeah, I don't know if I'm answering your question, Kyle, but, but scratching out wisdom, it has to be a fundamental change from I know what's wise to God is the source of wisdom and therefore the Holy Spirit is able to help me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it sort of points, points to the law in, intended to guide us towards goodness mm. um, in order to fill fulfill, sorry, uh, love God and love your neighbor. And so we see, I don't know, a simplistic view of the law can be like, do not lie. Uh, so, and then, okay, what does that mean for, um, is it Rahab protecting the Jews in, in the Old Testament? And, or the, for the Hebrew mothers in Egypt, um, or, or the midwives, sorry, lying that, uh, that the mothers had had their babies before the midwives even got there to, to, to protect their lives. These are obviously good things. And so um, it is... It's helpful to understand that the law is fulfilled in love. Wisdom helps us understand that better. Um, what is intuitively love to us isn't always actually correct. But yeah, we need to um, understand the law through that lens and understand that that's how we love God. And yeah. it, it should help us love God and love our neighbor. Yeah, very good. And I, I like that that clarity and distinction that's brought in that like – we can't be seen as wise in our own eyes. We need to look to God for for our wisdom, um, or not for our for where wisdom comes from. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. So, just in closing, then, what's another thought 
or encouragement that you can leave us with going into this next week? Well, I think probably a big idea and a big thing to remember is that the wisdom of God is not the wisdom of man. Um, sometimes we desire to control and, and know what is right and wrong. And God has revealed it to us, but I think there's a fundamental problem when we think we're the source of it. Very good. So just kind of assessing yourself and, and just turning towards a reliant on God's wisdom, um, which of course we know comes through love. You know, that's what this kind of text shows us, that they, yep, they uphold the doctrine that you don't need to serve, but they, the decision is uh, love. You know, that's such a wise choice, isn't it? And how can I choose to love others. Um, sure, I can eat the meat sacrificed to idols, but because I love, uh, I'm going to let the wisdom of God come into this circumstance, which brings rejoicing and peace. So I guess my question would be, in my life, in what ways can I minister to others in wisdom that, that's covered by love? So, uh, so that brings joy and peace. How wise is that? Sounds like God, right? Doesn't sound like me at all, but God... What are my circumstances? How can I lovingly and wisely uh, minister into this context?